I was fortunate enough to be able to have the experience of slowing myself down, quieting my spirit, but also really struggling with loneliness and struggling with sort of that feeling of the, you know, that dark night of the soul that writers have, have written about. And so some of my, I did a lot of songwriting in COVID and a lot of it really was inspired by this idea of finding refuge um, and a retreat from this chaotic, um, you know, troubling world. And so this idea for this, the name of such a place is just Walden. Welcome to Faith and What Resonates, a show that explores the intersection of faith, spirituality, music, and the nature of inspiration. I'm Gail Gallagher, and I'm a professional musician and lifelong seeker. I was raised both Catholic and Unitarian Universalist at the same time, and as I grew up sorting my theology, I found my spiritual ground in music and theater. On this show, I interview folks about their faith journeys and the role music plays in their lives as we explore the magic of the things that resonate. Today's guest is Katie Oberly. She is a singer-songwriter based in Columbus, Ohio, who describes her music as spiritually-centered folk pop, influenced by the traditions of Unitarian Universalism and Buddhism. In our conversation, we talk about her journey to UUism, her spiritual connection to songwriting, as well as her connection to nature, and how all that connects to the story of her upcoming EP, Driftwood. You'll be hearing clips of her music throughout the show. Here's a bit of her song Shine as we go into our conversation. They won't elude me now that I've opened my eyes. Yesterday's gone and tomorrow will soon be. Now is the moment I episode of Faith and What Resonates, and I am here on the Zoom with Katie Oberly. Hi, Katie. Hi, Gail. It's so fun to be here. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, and it's so, so how we met is uh, we are in a uh, musician group called Amplify, and Katie posted that she was a Unitarian singer-songwriter person, and I was like, we are friends now. And then, um, and now here we are. But um, Katie, I'm gonna let you uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Well, thanks, like that, it was so cool. I was like, this is just serendipity or synchronicity or whatever. But yeah, the universe brought us together through this platform. And that's exactly one way to describe me as a Unitarian Universalist singer-songwriter. Sometimes I say mindful folk pop singer-songwriter, but I'm also a therapist. I'm a a licensed marriage and family therapist in Ohio. And I, you know, I I guess first identify as that in terms of the what do you do question. Um, But this is the phase of my life where I'm wanting to sort of have that dual answer for what do I do and how do I identify. Um, And so that's exciting. So thanks for having me on and like helping me uh, identify and grow this part of my life. Um, Yeah, it's really special to be able to find platforms that honor the convergence of spirituality and also that like you use spirituality with music yeah 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 which you use spirituality since it is so very choose your own adventure like it's it's great to uh like explore that in this format tells you that phrase tells you nothing basically like (laughs) because nothing and everything I guess Yeah. yeah everyone has their own free and responsible search for truth and meaning Cool. Tell me stories. <laughs> what does yours look like? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Which uh, that brings me to my next question. So um, tell me a little bit about the shape of your faith journey. Yeah. So my parents uh, raised me Presbyterian, but really that was more of my mom's doing. My dad was like, God is in nature. That is all I will say. Um, which was cool. But yeah, my mom um, was the one who took me to church. But then when I got to be in middle school, I just gravitated towards another church in our area. And that was the United Church of Christ. Uh, 
denomination, you know, uh, that had a lot of youth activity going on. And so I just felt like I could identify more there. And it was very liberal and progressive. And, um, you know, you and I had joked before when we were talking about this podcast that uh, there is a name that Unitarians have for UCC and it's Unitarians Considering Christ. And like, when I look back, <laughs> I kind of, that's, that was my journey at that time. And, um, and I did a lot of, I started songwriting in middle school when I started learning to play the guitar. And I was able to perform these songs at their contemporary worship service and the songs were christian based a lot but like they were pretty global in terms of the, the you know those uu principles interconnectedness um and uh search just being a, a spiritual searcher right and and so i continued on in that search process through college and being exposed to just of course like other ways of thinking and my professor of one of my classes was a UU and told me about this congregation just outside of the college town we were in. And so I went there and I'm like, oh, there's a thing for the things that I believe and don't believe. Because by that time, I probably more identified as an agnostic or an atheist. Yes, I think that was the time too. I was reading a lot of Richard Dawkins at that time. As one does. Um, as one does. As one does in this journey. And and so it was just an evolution from there. And then in grad school, I found another congregation of UU. And then my husband and I settled in Milwaukee. And that's where we actually like became participating members of a UU congregation. Um, and it was really beautiful because that's the time too that we started thinking about having kids and like where we would want our kids to grow up in terms of a community, right? Of like-minded people, but not so like-minded that it became close-minded. Mm -hmm. And so really just wanting a place for them to grow their moral development, be a spiritual searcher, or just say like, no, I don't want to do religion at all. But like, here is just a place where I can be a free-thinking individual. Um, yeah. And, and so... Yeah, then that brought us after 10 years to back to Columbus, Ohio, full circle to where I grew up and found a UU congregation here, which I love. And then this is the point in time where I've been playing music all along, but I was able to now really, as my kids got older, start playing and writing more of my own music and getting to do that at this congregation. So it's been a pretty wonderful journey, and I am excited about the growth that, you know, in both my spiritual journey and my music journey, um, and definitely at this point in my life, how I can weave those two together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really great. And um, that is... <laughs> We make so many jokes about ourselves, Unitarians do, but but it is one common story I have heard is that um, that the it, it it is also like the go to church for atheists with children is also what I've heard too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it's also got like this. It's our whole lives. It's like that uh -huh. like comprehensive sex ed curriculum, and it's just it, yeah. It's like let's find a place where we can um, have some sort of you know, what is Christianity? What is Judaism? What it, like, and that's part of their curriculum. I mm -hmm. mean, in middle school, like they go to a mosque, they go to a temple, like they go to churches and they're exposed to all these things. And that's the kind of kids we want to raise is free thinkers, critical thinkers, um, compassionate people. So you used to, I think, a good job of that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I know I, when I grew up, you, you, like I did the thing where you go to the different, different yeah. churches and, uh, it it and it makes me think of this one time we we went to uh, a synagogue, and I still have in my mind this rabbi saying, "It's all just clubs." Oh, it's all just clubs. It's yeah. all just clubs. <laughs> and they do say right. It's like world religions have ninety five percent in common, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but but it's that other tiny percent that gets us in trouble with each other. And yeah. so, you know, I think also that it's been a balance of like within myself, do I lean in more to the UU kind of being a part of this former formal structure of a congregation and all of that, because that also feels like, ooh, not as other end of the spectrum, which is like so free and la 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 la. But then it's like trying to herd cats at that point. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how structured are you? And do you really want to be a part of, um, you know, what really sometimes feels like a, a Christian or a more classic way of like organizing, like on Sundays, we go to this place mm -hmm. and we sing these songs and we hear this person speak. But 
um, I, d I haven't felt constricted overall, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that sometimes that just ebbs and flows in terms of what type of spiritual development work I want to do. And maybe that does mean going and listening to um, the homilies on Sundays. And maybe sometimes that just honestly means like going on a hike with the family mm -hmm. through woods, you know. And I think that in UU, that's also, of course, everyone, you know, the, the, uh, the people that are running the church want you to be participatory. But they also understand that like, I, I, you know, it's, you can do that in so many other ways um, through not having to also just show up in Sunday morning, like going out into the world and doing social justice work, right? Yeah. And, and UU is also really, I think, does a beautiful job of like, here are so many options of how you can like live into our values. And that doesn't just have to mean coming to church on a Sunday. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it has been interesting uh, in the pandemic times too. like, mm. feel, you know, yeah. like what, what works for me as far as like, uh, tuning into a zoom service versus mm. uh, like, going for a walk and listening to on being. That's right. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's beautiful. Um, and yeah, it, it's given us some yeah, I think some thoughts about like what is, how important is that in terms of, I guess just being more intentional about like why are we doing certain things, mm -hmm. um, and I think I think that UU does a good job of that of being, um, and and that's how most people find UU I think on this intentional journey of searching. Yeah, you are one of the few, the proud who were yeah. raised as a UU, but most of us come by way of a lot of other different things because we are trying to intentionally search. Yeah. Well, and, and I was raised in both actually. Oh, that's Cause right. I was, that's yeah. That. So you, you and Catholic. Oh, that's right. So yes. So I was raised. So like I, I was that's, raised that's in the dividing line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which is, uh, Ooh. which is a whole other podcast. That's um, right. Literally. But, yeah. But yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I know that you are influenced a lot by Thoreau and mm. Walden and all of that good stuff. And I would love to hear a little bit about what that journey is, like when you've like read Walden, like sort of what draw you already mentioned sort of the finding God in nature aspect mm. um, that you were raised with. But I'm curious about your journey with Thoreau. Yeah. Yeah. I, was introduced to the transcendentalists in high school English um, and not before really because at that point I mean I wasn't since I wasn't a UU I hadn't gotten the like the UU history lesson on how the transcendentalists fit into all of that so that was really just coming from more of a literary um, introduction and I just through reading about their philosophy though on on life and on God or spirit it yeah it was just like so interesting to me that at that time in history like they thought of that in a very different way than I would have thought people would have conceptualized stuff back then so I just in terms of like you said God in nature the um, nature as this divine uh, creation but not necessarily of this specific God figure um, and I just I, I thought it was beautiful um, about in you know specifically Thoreau's journey and his decision to again intentionally go into Walden Pond like search for this place and you know build this house uh, with his with his two hands and live there for I think it was two years and two months and to be able to really discover how much do we really need um, how do I really want to spend my time so that I am living life to its fullest? And maybe it's not in the ways that I thought a full life would look. And I think that there is the lesson in that for us. I mean, I think it was just a weird lesson that I learned in COVID actually, that we can, we can exist with less and we can, and we can reprioritize when we are able to slow our life down. Of course, like horrible circumstances led you know, that, that I would never ask for that to happen. It's that, it's that weird, you know, uh, silver lining of COVID, which um, for some people it was, it was all traumatic and I, my heart goes out to those people. I was fortunate enough to be able to have the experience of 
slowing myself down, quieting my spirit, but also really struggling with loneliness and struggling with sort of that feeling of the, you know, that dark night of the soul that writers have, have written about. And so some of my, I did a lot of songwriting in COVID and a lot of it really was inspired by this idea of finding refuge um, and a retreat from this chaotic, um, you know, troubling world. And so this idea for this, the name of such a place is just Walden came, came to me. And so that is actually the name of the, um, the song that I created and decided would be the first single off of this EP that I'm working on um, and releasing in the winter or spring and all of those songs I wrote during COVID. So it's just, and then there are different kinds of songs for me. It's a little bit more, um, self-analytic, I guess, or mm -hmm. a little bit more self-reflective. Um, at the same time, in doing that self-reflection, it's the awareness that we are all connected, right? Um, and so even though we're feeling alone in the moment, we are truly not alone, and especially um, in we are not alone when we look at our world and look how we are a part of this delicate web. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, I guess, some of the thoughts that have kind of brought me to connecting you know, transcendental influence or influence from Thoreau into my music. And yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. And I, d I definitely want to uh, talk a bit more about that EP. Um, and it's, oh man, I have so, so many thoughts because I, I definitely resonate with the idea uh, or my COVID, my COVID experience was also like a time to, to uh, look inward and um, just sort of, yeah, slow down, analyze things, uh, realize that I'm more, in, I, I like people, but I am an introvert. Yeah. That was a fun thing. I know, right? <laughs> I, t I always tell my husband, and because I've learned it over the years, I'm like, I've, I've learned that I'm an extroverted introvert. <laughs> he mm -hmm. still fights me on it. He's like, no, you're not. You are an extrovert through and through. I'm like, I don't think so because I do. I need that time. And that is sort of my spiritual practice, I guess, is most consistently songwriting. And that's a, that's a just me experience that I don't want anyone around. Even in the same house, I would rather not, right? So <laughs> it was also the feeling of like, I couldn't get to this place of refuge because my whole family was with me all the time in COVID. <laughs> so it was this yearning for this place. Um, but yeah, it's so funny that to like get to know our own personalities a little different when we are taken out of our everyday routine. Mm -hmm. We really ask ourselves like, how much am I just sort of like, you know, adjusting or assimilating to what's sort of the norm culturally and how much do I really, again, being intentional, like really want to be doing these things. Mm -hmm. um, it is, it, yeah, it was interesting for me. It sounds like for you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, oh man. So what you said about uh, trying to write and also like figure out logistics with the family being around does, does, this is, this is, uh, a question I'm coming up with now, but I'm curious, has your songwriting journey like shifted and changed as you've had uh, kids? Yeah, I mean, in such ways really as just, yeah, logistically, um, I think I do, I think it's cyclical because um, now that my kids are in school or school-aged kids, then during the school year, um, I, that's when I have some more time, right? Just to myself. So I do work part-time as a therapist and I, I tried to craft that schedule and I'm, um, you know, I'm able to do that with, as well as, you know, my husband, you know, doing the work that he does. And so it's such a way that I can create some time during the week where I, where I am alone. Um, and then it's, it's squeezing, it's squeezing in like recording time. So I'm going in the evenings or I'm going on a weekend morning and then I come home and I switch back into mom mode or I'm like trying to do, I mean, I'm literally, I'm doing this as we record this. Like I was joking with Gail before because my daughter had my phone because it was afternoon tech time for half hour, right? So it's like just finding times where like mommy can do her own thing and have her own um, space, but I actually think that um, it makes me a better mom when they see me doing those things that bring me joy. They, they see me doing the things that um, are 
are a practice for myself, um, that are restorative for me, that's the kind of person I want them to feel like they have every right to be as someone who does take that time for themselves. And, you know, as at the same time, like it's just hard to get in that mode of songwriting when you're constantly feeling like, ah, it's a busy day or whatever. So yeah, I think there've been definitely big gaps in my songwriting over the years, just because having young kids, it just doesn't lend itself. But what I did do, because I still felt like I have to have music in my life at some level, I did some community theater stuff when they were really little. Um, and just being a part of a, like that's another spiritual practice. It's like the coolest thing, live theater is just the coolest thing because you you audition and you get in to this production with these people that you might have never met um, or you've seen in other productions but you form this unique one-time only um, structure you know and in this bond and these relationships and you are all interconnected because you're putting on this production all together with you know the timing and the entrances and the songs and everything and so um, that was able to bring me um, a lot of joy and a lot of just restoration for my spirit. And I can definitely tell the times in my life when I don't have music. Um, and again, it's not for me, it's not just listening to music, right? It's really, it's like either being in a show or songwriting or singing, it's like actively doing music. And I can definitely feel that my spirit is affected by it if I'm not doing it. Yeah, what you said about the community theater thing, especially, um, like that is, I absolutely, that, that is absolutely my experience with theater oh, too, is that, that it is the spiritual experience. And I appreciate you uh, unpacking the, the logistics of, of uh, like being a songwriter while also being a parent. Cause that is something I am curious about, like as someone who doesn't have, have kids, but that. Well, and it's so funny cause I'll be so excited for example, yeah. to like, oh my gosh, you guys, I, I finished this song and I've got, would you guys want to listen to it? No, not really right now, mom. <laughs> like oh. They don't care. <laughs> a lot of the times they don't care. Sometimes they care. Not all the um, time. This is, this is a, a, a brief uh, tangent, but uh, does, do you know uh, Susan Egan's stuff at all? I've heard her name. What is, is uh, Susan Egan is a Broadway performer. Oh, she um, was yeah. Uh, original Bell does a lot of voiceover right. stuff. That's how I know. Megan yeah, yeah, Hercules. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, she's I, she's been one of my heroes since I was thirteen. Um, oh. And but she has a song called Nina Doesn't Care, which she wrote about her daughter and how Nina. It's basically she doesn't care that I'm Bell. Like, oh my God, that's so funny. she likes Ariel better. Yeah, so many people have that experience that are like performers and have little kids. I even remember, it's always stuck with me that Celine Dion, because clearly I'm going to compare myself to Celine Dion. Do I it. think everyone, everyone should. Um, but she said like her children would just like cry, like when she sang, like even the most like arguably beautiful singer in the world, like her kids not only didn't care, like pained them to hear her, which I, I suppose Celine is not for everyone. So maybe that's truth. But um, yeah, it's just so funny that kids are just honest. And that actually puts your ego in check in like mm -hmm. a really sweet way because it lets, it reminds you again that like, this is not the most, like, can we not take ourselves this seriously? It's not the most important mm -hmm. thing right now. And, um, and it, yeah, it has a beautiful way of just putting everything in perspective and, yeah. and at the same time being able to say, yeah, this is not the end all be all, but it is important. And let me still create that space. Well, and yes. And also it makes me think of in the, in the, uh, uh, prayer at, at my church, one of the things is for those whose primary, uh, spiritual practice is taking care of children mm. and, and like, yeah, for, you know, and it's for teachers and, and stuff and, and parents and things like that. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, teaching is, teaching is a spiritual practice. Yeah, like interacting with kids is a spiritual Absolutely. practice. There is a really good, oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm looking at my my book collection, my professional therapy book collection right now um, about the John Kabat-Zinn, who's one of the founders of sort of like mm -hmm. the modern mindfulness, Western mindfulness movement who created mindfulness-based stress reduction. He um, and his partner wrote a book on parenting, like mindful parenting. So maybe I'll I'll share that with you so you can post in comments or something like that. For but sure. yeah, there's, yeah. There, yeah, there absolutely, you can mindfully do anything, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that mindfulness so beautifully complements so much of what UU is about. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely, that is the river that runs through my music, I think. Um, so yeah, I think that was, that just made me, that just made me go on that little tangent. Yeah. 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 I love the, the idea of the, the river that runs through your music for sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's a beautiful image. Um, and that's a great segue back into things. So, um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the song Walden and uh, sort of all of the pieces of the puzzle that went into it and what that process was like. Yeah. So uh, Walden just I feel like it came pretty quickly um, in terms of a song like I kind of had that melody in my mind and I had that image like I told you about in my mind of that just that yearning that longing for that place. Um, and so that is as much as, as it turned out, like I just, we just finished it, which is exciting. So, um, we'll be releasing it in, uh, September. So, but you'll be able to hear it whenever this is, whenever this goes out, I think around that time, which is exciting. So Walden is sort of sounds like a a lullaby a bit. Um, but it, I think it has that edge, or at least I hope it does of that yearning because it's like it's this place that I, that I find comfort in, but I can't always feel like I can access it. And I find comfort there, but it's also sometimes a painful place to be because I Mm -hmm. I know I can't stay there. Um, and I know that, um, you know, it's not all about like going someplace and forgetting everything. And so it's, how do we wrestle with the, the balance between like wanting refuge and retreat and then also facing ourselves and going back into the real world. Um, I think I don't remember which wise person said it, if it was um, Dalai Lama or somebody that's like, if you think you're mindful, go and like live, go back to your family of origins house and like live with your parents for a month. <laughs> <laughs> like go live with all your relatives like then. Because really, I mean, that that is the challenge I think for for all of us in this modern age is how can we live mindfully in this crazy world of Mm -hmm. so much divisiveness and so much you know pain and suffering of all these different opinions and beliefs and um and it sometimes is easier to be mindful in our own little place right and Mm -hmm. so at the same time how can we be gentle with ourselves and give ourselves the gift, the restorative gift of having a space like that, that lets us breathe into the space that we need to be able to go back into the world and be mindful there too. Mm. So, um, so yeah, some of the lyrics are, you know, I, I need to find something for myself, a vision of peace for me that no one else can touch or reach unless I tell them where to go because mm. they don't know. Um, it's so really it's sort of this. It's really hard. It's that you have to have a passcode. It's a lot. It's really <laughs> like the trains um, are very confusing. That's right. That's sorry. That's my experience with the literal Walden. I don't <laughs> the literal Walden. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to figure out in my own world. There's pass. I just picture like secret doors and passcodes and stuff. But yes, to get to the actual Walden, trains are involved. Yes. Um, no. Um, and in terms of of the writing of it, um, I always I, I call myself like a. Well, I used to just call myself a songwriter, and then I realized that I was what they call a top-line songwriter, which really just means I have the melody and chordal accompaniment a little bit, but, like, I don't know all the arranging stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where my musicianship uh, lends itself to collaboration um, with with a – and I'm so lucky, and it's full circle for me, that my partner in this right now, I met back at the UCC church when I was a teenager. He was the song leader at that service, and he was the one who heard my songs and was like, this is this is a forum for you. Like, please play your songs. He would he would help arrange them. He would add this extra guitar part stuff because he's just such a better guitarist than I am. And, um, and now he's retired, and so when we reconnected in Columbus um, – a couple of years ago, he has his own recording studio at his house that he keeps building up. And we've had so much fun being able to um, take my song ideas and just expand them and try a little of this and this and um, what he adds. And I've been able to, you know, speak up for myself as uh, in terms of like what the vision that I have for it. Right. Um, But then sometimes I don't know where it's going to go. So at the very same time, I want to have an opinion about how it should be, but I also want to be open to what it 
can be, you know, and, mm-hmm. and hear and hear how it strikes him and what his thoughts are. So, yeah, the evolution of like a song is just so interesting. Um, and so I'm really proud of it. And yeah, that's sort of the story of, of how Walden was made. Like I said, many, uh, many nights and weekends uh, when my lovely husband put the kids to bed or, you know, got them breakfast in the morning so I could sneak off and do those sessions. And um, it's, yeah, it's, and then we'll, we'll do the rest of the EP there too. That's that's wonderful. I love hearing that the the full circle journey with that producer too. Yeah, and because there's that yeah. it's it's that level of spiritual trust, right? Mm. Um, because you know, even though I think that he would say um, perhaps that he identifies as a Christian, like there's just such a just a overarching mindfulness to our like that the union that was created when we first met in terms of our how musically and spiritually things entwined and so Mm -hmm. he was just this like natural pick for someone that I knew I could trust my music with right because it's not like music that I'm gonna sing in bars to people and it's not like rollicking fun music it's something that's like vulnerable it's Mm -hmm. really hard to play your own music for people um you know and so he's someone that I that I can trust that stuff with. Um, so it, that's important to find when, you know, yeah. I think that just some advice for other other musicians, like just afraid of maybe collaborating is, yeah, just being able to get to know somebody um, just on that mindful level about, you don't have to have the same beliefs, but I think being able to um, together value music as a mission, as a, pr- a spiritual practice for mm-hmm. us has been really, it's been a really beautiful thing. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. And I'm also thinking about um, the other the other thought I'm thinking about is um, the imagery of of the song and of, of having your like personal Walden makes me think of a Teresa of Avila quote, which I feel like I've dropped this on other episodes. Mm. I'm gonna be that person that always drops the same quotes, but that's okay. But it um, must be good then. I think yes. that's impactful and they um, like it must be applicable. I love it. Yes, 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 it. yes. Drop so, it. Uh, yes. So Teresa of Avila, um, and I will probably I'm gonna paraphrase, but it's this idea that the soul is this mansion with many rooms and God is in one of those rooms. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's it's figure it's finding like within within the mansion where that that peaceful place is. And I just always mm-hmm. love that imagery and this idea that it's like it's it's always there. You just have to like tune into it. It's like a frequency or it's just, I guess, in this metaphor, going around, open up, mm-hmm. opening up doors and yeah. trying to figure out where it is. Yeah. It is. It is this frequency. Sometimes there was a program at my the UU church in Milwaukee called Wellspring, um, and that was a beautiful image too. Because the idea is that there is this like wellspring running under the surface, and like how do we tap down into it? Because it's always there, but we're not always listening into that frequency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and to me again, that that frequency is mindfulness. Um, of are we really intentionally like tuning in to one to our inner and outer experience and I think that goes into you know my work as a therapist because I'm a relational therapist so our, my job is really to help people tune into the space between each other what's going on between each other but also what is going on inside of them and how can and how their own mindfulness then of their own internal experience can be something that they bring to a relationship and then that relational mindfulness is so healing is so can create such a beautiful bond can bring people closer together so yeah Hmm. beautiful stuff stuff. so many beautiful to find something for myself a vision of peace for me that no one else can touch or reach unless I tell them where to go cause they don't know I'll be sitting by water 
about your uh, your uh, first album, Shine. Shine was a really amazing experience because it was my decision to kind of really return to producing music. And I mean, not producing in the like, I'm the producer of the music in a <laughs> technical sense, but doing music for other people and putting my stuff out there. And I hadn't done that since college. Um, I did I, I, I did a album of original songs for my senior thesis in high school. I did another album in college, again, just more for me, you know, just because they were in me and I needed to get them out and I just, you know, wanted to have them down. And so I had been writing then all that time, um, but, but ne never recorded any of them between college and, and then Shine. So songs spanned, um, you know, Whereas Walden um, and those songs on the EP were all like written during COVID, the songs on my album Shine were written over the course of years, and I have one song in there uh, for each of my girls, my children, one for Vera and one for Audrey. So if you look mm -hmm. at the album, you'll see them. And then um, I have a song for my husband and I, um, and it's so a lot of it is about relationships. Um, but it's just as much of it is about um, interconnectedness and other UU uh, principles and themes. So the, the song itself, Shine, is about um, finding that the first line is everyday ecstasies, they won't elude me now that I have opened my eyes. And so just the idea of awakening to the beautiful um, miracles of every mm. day um, and also the power of those everyday moves of kindness that we can do that create magic in our world and that really make um, people's lives so much richer and that have that ripple effect, again, because we are all interconnected. So it, it's, a, it's just a bright album. It's like literally I, have a, I had an artist do this beautiful um, mandala image of the mm -hmm. sun um, and a line from Shine that says, when we are kind, we make the world shine. And so that mm -hmm. really was sort of this con conceptual, you know, theme of the album is, is, is just that. And it was a studio album, so that was really cool. So I got to collaborate with some really talented musicians and a great sound engineer. And we ha it was a bigger sound. It was really, really neat. So then to be able to go from that Shine experience to this EP, I wanted... I felt that we had all been through something collectively in COVID, right? And the, our political climate, all of that. Mm -hmm. It's just like that, that shine message is still so, I feel, important. And yet there are these the, the sort of shadow parts of all of that experience that I wanted to be able to tune into and themes of like mental health and, um, and struggle. So I think that I'm hoping that for our listeners, um, you know, shine can be inspirational. There's a song on there called Minister to Me, which I actually wrote for the 10th anniversary of my um, minister's uh, time with the church, the UU church in Milwaukee. Um, so it, the theme of that is that we can all minister to each other in various mm. ways, right? Um, and I, I think that word gets sort of this, it's like a loaded term, minister, right? Mm -hmm. But what does that really mean? And so I wanted to kind of flip that a little bit and talk about how we do that for each other in different ways. Um, and yeah, I think that, again, hopefully that that shift from big, shiny, sunny um, inspiration to um, acknowledgement of this like wholehearted, full 
human experience um, can be helpful for people because it has been a part of my journey. I've struggled with yeah. perfectionism and that idea that we have to put the shiny um, parts of ourselves on all the time for people. Mm. And I think that that was also another opportunity in COVID for us to be able to really get real with each other and acknowledge that we are struggling. Um, and I think that that's been actually a really healthy change in our world, in our dynamic, in our um, <laughs> the zeitgeist or whatever you want to mm. say of just like um, just lessening that stigma of mental yeah. illness and it's not even really mental illness. It's just human experience, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so, just so, yes, it's the human experience. And, and yeah, pain. it's like it's we're pain. going through it's a collective universal. thing right yeah. now. <laughs> it's trauma. It's trauma. It's, it's hardship. It's, it's all of those things. It's as uh, Jack Kornfield um, calls it, who's, a, who's one of my favorite mindfulness teachers to listen to, 10,000 joys and 10,000 mm -hmm. sorrows, right? And so... Um, it is all of that. I love this idea of the the the, the story of this 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 transformation from the like the shiny, bright, let's you know, loving album that is Shine, uh, which I it's it's wonderful. Also, I'm gonna say Ghost Town slaps. I love it. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, that was yeah. my like that was my ballad, and and you yeah, guys, if yeah, <laughs> to listen to it if you yeah. want to give it a listen because yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different. Um, yeah, it it jams a little. It's yeah, a little dark. A little yeah, edgy. no, I was I was into it. I mean, a lot of the, the songs are good, but I was listening to it earlier today, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, but even that one, yeah. right? That one for me was about like how we get to be the author of our own narrative, mm. right? So like I can either, because I wrote it about a breakup, but it can be about any experience, right? Mm -hmm. Where we just have this like ghost town feeling about it. It's just like we've lost something and it's, oh, it's the way that it is. Mm -hmm. um, and also we can shift our thinking about it um, into an experience of like, I decide what it means to me. Mm -hmm. um, and we, it doesn't have to mean any specific thing. It doesn't have to be all bad or all good. It can be an entirely, you know, combination of all that. But um, yeah, I, I think that was that was ghost town for me, but you're right. Mm. That was, that was one that maybe didn't seem as shiny happy, but, um, but it was, yeah, it was real e good. But even that, I was like, <laughs> but then at the end, you can pick your own narrative. Like it's still yeah. like, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, so, that's how the song goes now. <laughs> that, that is not, that is not the melody. Please still listen to it. Indeed. Did I pull through? Well, I'm still. I wanted to say is yeah the the thing with my own experiences with like grief and transformation and and the work that I do is uh is figuring out that like continuing to emphasize that the the joy that I carry through the world and that a lot of people carry for, through the world comes from going to that dark place yeah like yeah. like there is there's joy that comes from there and some and sometimes we're singing about the 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 light that is getting in and other times we're singing about the 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 crack in the that let mm, the light in if we want right. to just yeah. butcher that leonard cohen metaphor that's but you know I love that like one. yeah that's yeah, so true yeah. and i think that a couple people just in our um it just made me think of the people the writers that and speakers that do this really well in our pop culture right now are mm -hmm. Brene brown and glenn yes. melton doyle um yes with um her new book untamed that came out like during COVID and it was just like such a gift um mm -hmm. and then Brene's work and her languaging of wholehearted living and what does it yes. mean you know to to live in a way that like honors our entire experience america's therapist Brene brown oh gosh i right? love her <laughs> i do Oh yeah, no. There are so many people who are who are having those diff, you know, are having those difficult conversations, and it is, it is so, it has been so interesting just over the past like ten years or so, um, seeing how yeah, therapy is less stigmatized, mm -hmm. and we're being more open about things, and like especially during these COVID times, like the sheer amount of, the sheer amount of ADHD memes that I've gone down, where I'm just like. <sighs> Oh my gosh! Like, which is 
<laughs> a whole thing where it's just like yeah there there's definitely a lot of i mean within the internet talking a lot about me, uh, about uh mental health and stuff there there can be rabbit holes where you go down where you start to like self-diagnose yourself because you're bored in covid oh for sure that's yeah. that's yeah. problematic but then <laughs> but you're right you the, the the flip side of that is that um it is more of this global experience that people are like yeah. well it's not because there's something pathologically wrong with me again it's because i went through this really hard thing and of mm -hmm. course i'm having reactions to this whole experience and um and the kind of therapy that i do is very much based in attachment theory and mm. and so that whole idea of it's really about like the beautiful thing about that and what i truly like one of my biggest values is like we heal in relationships and that it is relationships that will save us um we are not meant to to go through this world alone and even the relationship that we have with ourselves of course, that's in, in, you know, immensely important. But if we can feel safe enough to turn to another trusted other and share our inner world and our inner experience with them, um, it is that that magic and healing happen. And I see it in therapy. And so um, that is also a bit of what songwriting and sharing my songs is, is that I'm not just journaling or doing that as a solitary thing I'm turning outwards and I'm putting that out there and what someone else might you know how someone else might take in that song or share with me about what that song is like that's where sometimes transformations happen and so mm -hmm. I think just you know the invitation to to I mean as cheesy as it sounds like let your light shine and that like um, as the, as the, uh, here's a Christian reference, don't hide it under a bushel, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, is that a Christian reference? Yeah. Where's that from? The Bible. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the Bible. Hashtag the Bible. <laughs> so, you know, for all those still Unitarians considering Christ, that one was for you. <laughs> yep. Unitarians listening will find this funny. Our Christian friends might... <laughs> also find this funny because they're our <laughs> friends. They are our friends. 95% people, 95%. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's just, a, you know, the gift of being able to also know, like everybody learning how critical that is in COVID to reach out to other people because mm -hmm. that is where the healing can come. Like people were finding I am struggling, I'm suffering so much more because I don't have that contact with other people, right? And that was the, that, that's what broke my heart about the people that then couldn't even make contact with anybody because, you know, of their circumstances. Like, hopefully everybody now is like a Zoom expert and can like have made contact with their loved ones through that. But yeah, we, we maybe had conversations with other people that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm. And, you know, we, I think we just saw the humanity in each other in a different way, whether it was, you know, our coworker walking past with underwear on at the other side of the Zoom meeting or like just <laughs> you saw weird things happening all year. But it's like people's humanity yeah. came through, right? It's that like the, the, um, the networker guy that like had the baby that was like yeah. wheeled in and then like the wife had to come and get the baby out. It's just like, at the end of the day, we are all humans trying our best yes. to act like grownups yep. <laughs> and, and just do our best. And yeah. so I think that there's just really something beautiful to be able to honor about like, just like no one has it all figured out. And if we can all just start saying that, then that can just let us all like, take a collective deep breath <laughs> yeah. and have compassion, right? Know that we are really, in most instances, trying our best. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, that it has been, that has been something that I've, I've, I've noticed as well, this like being able to, well, first of all, starting to teach out in the world again has also just like the minute, like the, the month that I started, like I thought, you know, I was fully vaccinated and could actually be in person with my students was amazing, especially with the students who um, like I, we started virtual and then we got to meet in person. Like that was just, like it was. Like you do exist in three dimensions. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just, just really meaningful. And it is, and like the shift of actually like having in-person conversations and, and like, I hope we never yeah. lose the like wonder and joy of that 
Yeah. Right? Like, think of just, it's like, those are the, again, those are those gifts of COVID that, like, you know, I wish we could have had in another way so that Mm -hmm. there didn't have to be so much suffering, but we didn't. Um, So can we take gifts from it? And that gift of, like, not taking for granted Mm -hmm. those relationships and the power of just physical touch and Mm -hmm. eye contact and really, like you said, the in-person connectiveness, which is even more important now than ever before because of all this social media stuff and and all the research has been shown about how that can really mess with our system, right? Before I go down a book recommendation rabbit hole, I am going to segue this to uh, Camp Walden. Oh, thank you so much yes. for mentioning that. Yes, yeah, we should so talk about Camp Walden. <laughs> that would be lovely. So I created this private Facebook group, um, which isn't private if you join it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's welcome to all, um, except for if you're a therapy client of mine or have been, because I want to keep those separate. But it is a space where every week um, I'll do a video about an aspect of mindfulness and I will include a song and so I think was it last week I think I sang shine um Mm -hmm. and and talked about let's see the themes I've done are intention impermanence um we talk about authenticity it's just 20 to 30 minutes um you know again if you're if you're a UU it's sort of a familiar format of maybe like a like a lay person homily or something and like a you know a little message and a song but I really want to invite people to go like have a have a practice and this is just one way to have a practice during the week where you know I light a candle we do some deep breathing I read a quote we center ourselves on the theme I share the message there's a song and then it ends with um, some growth work this opportunity for like how can we sort of take this concept that we've talked about out into our world um, and so I have, you know, I try to make it fun with like, if you post a picture of like the invitation to do whatever growth work I said, like to this past week, it was forest bathing. So just take a picture of, you know, the, the forest canopy that you see or yourself, a selfie in the forest or, you know, it doesn't have to be a forest or wherever you are um, and post that. And I do fun little giveaways and it's just hopefully some, a place where people can find a bit of that community, but then also it's, you know, it's a place of substance right? Mm. Where it's something that um, it's connecting online, but um, in a way that we can get to know people that, yeah, might be uh, just like ourselves, searchers on this journey. And um, yeah, what else do I want to mention? Oh, and I named it Camp Walden with Katie, <laughs> just as like this fun little, uh, you know, homage to the, the, the song and also just like you know, what we've been talking about with the influence of, of Thoreau and, and Walden on me. So, and I, I don't mm. put it past myself in the future to maybe even think about like an actual retreat or something. I think that would be yeah. so cool um, because I think that adults deserve to go to camp too. <laughs> and then I got a little yes. je- jealous of my kids when they were going to camp. Um, and yeah, what, what kind of camp would we want to go to? Well, I want to go to a camp where I can hear music and I can meditate and I can do yoga and I can share like ideas and journal and walk in nature and be with friends. And so this is just my version, mini version of that online. Yeah. And it does really feel like uh, logging, logging into like a, a, you're sitting by the lake for like 20 minutes and Mm. there's a chalice lighting and it's just very sweet. I love it. It's so much. Yeah. You've been so supportive of that. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's been great. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, and and I love that you ha- that you're you're building that space of community online. Because going back to that social media conversation, like I find that because um, I, I it, that it helps to social media can be like a highway combined with Times Square combined with jiggling your keys in front of your psyche, and <laughs> it's just and. As people who are creating things, like, we're giving people opportunities to just get off the highway for a second Mm -hmm. and, you know, do some deep focus. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it's that, you know, in, in that way, social media can be a tool to be like, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's get off. Let's, let's, let's unpause. Let's go over here. You know, 
Yeah, that's such um, a good point. And I think, I mean, same goes with emails, right? Like, I would love if you are listening and you want to join my email list, too. But I try to make those of substance, right? Yeah. I try to, to keep those, um, you know, the kind of feeling of community where, um, yeah, you can hear what I'm up to in the world of music, but then I can also share with you um, some things about mindfulness and um, maybe even some therapy type of things. Uh, the, and another thing that I do is some artistic stuff. I make these called them mindful collages. So you'll, you'll, you'll see me talking about those. Um, and you can find all this on, um, if you just go to katieoberly.com, you'll, you'll see links to lyric videos. That'll take you to um, YouTube and you'll find, um, you can listen to my album Shine There. You can listen to the the videos for Camp Walden are actually going to be post, posted there. You can find them in the, in the Facebook group, too, if you join. Um, and Katie Oberly Music and Mindfulness is my page on Facebook that you can find me at. And then I'm on Instagram. So I'm around, and I would yeah. love to, you know, get to know you, have a conversation, and, and have you um, be a part of, you know, this, this little piece of um, – kind of the, the spiritual experience, uh, the mindfulness experience. I, I like to talk about it, uh, Camp Walden. So really I think of that as sort of an offshoot of how I do what I do is a creative place for refuge, mindfulness, and growth. For, mm. So that creative element, because creativity is such a way to the divine. You know, it's just, oh, if you've ever gone to any any live theater, ballet, um, you know, live music, it's just, uh, it, like, takes you to another level. And mm. so, and creativity can be combined with mindfulness. Um, that, to me, is just the greatest. So I try to, you know, do that in my own little way and would love for you to check it out. And hey. Thank you so much, Gail, for of having course. me. It's been such a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah. And, and before I let you go, I want to ask you the question that I, I try to ask people at the end of every episode, which Beautiful. is, um, where does inspiration live in your body? When I feel inspired, I feel it in my heart first, um, and then I go right to my head if I'm the one that the inspiration has, like, provoked to create, because then in my head, those come the lyrics, mm -hmm. and, and so, like, I just... And then, and then my hands, right, are, are the, the connector between, you know, me and the music sometimes is in the grabbing my guitar. So I feel like head, heart, and hands are this little triad of, of kind of where that lives, which is sort of the core of me, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's a beautiful question. I love it. Yeah, I know. I love that. I love this idea of, like, there's, there's like, a delegation that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I love that you have that system down. That's wonderful. I don't know if I have it down, but I'm, I definitely well, no one acknowledge has it down. that, like, yeah, <laughs> but I acknowledge that, like, yeah, something hit my heart, and whoop, an idea then sprung mm -hmm. from that, and the doing of that idea, right, is where my hands get involved, whether I'm writing that down or, yeah, playing the guitar or, or uh, yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, man. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, there's, I think there's just a lot of really solid takeaways that mm -hmm. I, that uh, listeners can grab onto. So many good quotes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I will link all of the places where you can be found in the show notes. And, yeah, wonderful. thank you so much for being on the show. Hey friends, before we get into our outro, um, I wanted to call your attention to a couple links uh, in the show notes. Uh, since we've had this, since Katie and I had this conversation, uh, she has launched her uh, crowdfunding campaign for her uh, upcoming EP, Driftwood. So that link is in the show notes. Also, Walden is now out in the world, so you can listen to that track wherever you stream your music. Uh, all right, now we go into the outro. Thank you for listening to Faith and What Resonates. The theme music for this show is an original composition called My Journey, My Song, the first song I wrote when I was 19. Faith and What Resonates is part of the New Faith New Media Network. 
You can discuss this and future episodes in the New Faith New Media Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash NFNM group. You can also follow us on social media, and those links are in the show notes. We have several other shows, including a pastor and a priest walk into a movie theater, and you can access all of these shows by subscribing to New Faith New Media wherever you get your podcast. You can also support the New Faith New Media Network on Patreon. All Patreon supporters get access to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Blessed Lunatics, where the founding members of the New Faith New Media explore the divine through laughter, which means we usually drink and share stories and make jokes about our different faith backgrounds. Actually, there's an episode where I share the backstory of this song you're hearing right now. Finally, if you want to know more about my music, you can head to my website, gilgallaghermusic.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to stay curious and keep following the magic of the things that resonate. New faith, new media. Theology. Nerdery. Community.